Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Let's go, Mets go. Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 102 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me each week are... A very not looking forward to editing this episode, Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere Kelsey, the third Kelsey brother. Nick, cheese was a bad choice. Lorita. You know what? You're like the fifth Beatle, Bill. I, I didn't know there was a third Kelsey brother. Yeah, I'm a bastard. <laughs> well, with, with, without further ado, the world premiere Philly song from our own Bill Fougere. Cry, eagles, cry, lost the road to victory. Have order eyes, a coke and a hoagie. Hit them high, hit them low, and watch our defense hold. Cry, eagles, cry, and fuck the flyers too. Fucking brilliant. I don't think anyone had ever spoke truer words in the history of the world. Fantastic. Fantastic. If, Thank you. If we don't become viral because of that song, I, I really don't know. The marketing department's got to go full board oh. with that, that little ditty tomorrow. Gonna have well, to the, figure that out. The people were clamoring for it. I had more than one request, meaning I had two requests for a, for a <laughs> Philly song. <laughs> I mean... Well, you worked in water ice and hoagie, and you probably could have worked in a trip down to Rehoboth. And uh, yeah, you, you could have you could have talked about people phoning home to their families. Just all their stupid little accent words. It's Getting out of the water and grabbing a towel to dry off. It's still my favorite impression ever. Stupid, unintelligent speech. Well, unless you lived in a, a bubble, last night was the... And the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. What was it? 38-35 was final score of that game? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I thought it was a great game, first of all. I haven't seen a suit that good in a long time. For it to end on a on a call like that, though, kind of, I don't know. I, I felt kind of like I almost felt bad at the end. Oh, boo was it, was it a penalty? Listen, uh, by definition, yes, it was a okay. Penalty. No, then not it's by, a penalty. Then it's a penalty. What, what do Listen, you mean? I'm, by not definition? Used to, I'm not used to referees calling penalties why in the playoffs. Are you, why are you sticking up for playoffs. the Eagles? I'm not sticking up for the Eagles. Not at all. I just thought th- that that game needed a better ending. Yeah, so I the guy still, shouldn't I still have held. Like I agree. One. I completely agree. That's why the guy shouldn't have held the Kansas City guy and fucked it up for all of us. It was his oh, fault. Listen, Kadarius Tony, who had, had a couple big plays in that game, and James Bradbury, both former Giants. You're welcome, Philadelphia. We know how to fuck you. <laughs> I mean, he did even call it out that he, he held the receiver. Yeah. He held Juju. On the he play. admitted it. Yeah, he admitted yeah. it after the game. He just like, I just thought they wouldn't call it. Or I, I just thought they wouldn't the call it, right? Call it. He, yeah, he should have just said, look, I, I got away with it in the first quarter. I figured I'd get away with it in the fourth quarter, too. Yeah. I mean, that ball was probably not catchable either way no. but it didn't matter they, they got him in that hold so 
But the, to be honest, though, everyone focuses on that that play. But no one's talking about how bad the defense of the Eagles was in the second half. They couldn't stop anything. In, and, the entire game, Nick, the entire game they were bad. But really in the second half, really, really bad. I mean, it just, yes, it was – it, it benefited that they were barely on the field in the first half. And it also, no one called out the absolutely beautiful play by Jerick McKinnon to slide right by the one instead oh, of yeah. the ball in. Yeah. Because everyone was so focused on on the, the, the penalty call, which was called. Of course, they didn't call it the whole game, and then they just called it there. I get it. However, it's a penalty, and there was some really good play. And it was the opposite of, um, uh, who was it? That rope fault fell into the uh, the end zone. The in, um, that, oh, oh, yeah. Was, uh, uh, Brad, Bradshaw. 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 Yeah. yeah. Man, what a vet. Your PlayStation. And, and that ended the game. That was the that was the, the clincher. So that was it was a great game. Great game. So but, just getting but, getting back to this ref thing. Yeah. You don't know. Nobody knows if the ref maybe said, you know, you know, they have communication with the sideline throughout the whole game. Maybe he said, yeah. you know what, guys, I let it go but I might call it at some point. Yeah, but it wasn't even the referee who was like right on them. They, they were, it was, it happened within the five yards and I guess the the line judge yeah. was literally right there, but it was the back judge who actually called it. I'm guessing that's his call. He's got a better view of it. Well, yeah. The, right the, in front of the other guy. But the, but the, but what they're showing like on a lot of replays, they're trying to, they're freezing frame on this like one time when the, when Bradbury has his left hand on the hip of, of uh, the receiver of what was Smith Schuster? Yeah. Has his, has his left hand on his hip. I don't think that's what they called. He, like a second earlier when he had turned around, he had his hand, he was pulling jersey. Yeah. And then it's the guy who probably had that back angle from the back that really saw it better than, yeah, than so, anybody yeah. else. My favorite social media post from last night, and I'm going to read it verbatim. I think the halftime dance would give the Eagles a tougher challenge in the second half than a hobbling Mahomes and that Swiss cheese defense. Who said that? What a dick. <laughs> Our own Bill Fougere. Who he said later goes who on would to say, say Boy, that? This post didn't age well. <laughs> oh, this, this post really didn't. Who, age. Would, who would be so dumb as to be tweeting during the entire big game? <laughs> At least I, I called myself out. Wait, we're not calling it the big game. We were I thought we were calling it this the slippery field bowl. Sure. That field was atrocious. Holy shit. They blamed it on like the painting on the field. Well, there was oh, a. It do you was think they abnormal. painted the green? It, it, it was abnormal. No, no, the, the the giant logos on each side of the field that said Super. That those fucking big ass fucking Super logos. It was it was ridiculous. But do you think they also painted the green just so that it looked greener? Right. It was everywhere. The whole because the whole they were they were falling bad. everywhere. Yeah, the guy I, felt I, everywhere. The guy nearly broke his ankle on a kickoff. <laughs> Pacheco almost fell over dancing after he scored a touchdown. Wait, where did he go to school? Anyone? R. You. They um, Jersey. They made a big deal about the field too. Like it was some special grass Omaha and, turf. Yeah, it was yeah, like some like, special breed. Making this for eight months, and then they rolled out and they went back in and all this bullshit and you and know the cool. Stupid. And then like and then everybody hated. Like I think Jalen Hurts immediately changed his his uh 
He's cleats. Oh, yeah, he, he went ones. to the longer well, spike. At one point, right Fox showed the, the Philadelphia sideline with a yeah. mountain of cleats. Oh, yeah, they're all changing. And it's like, why didn't they? And I mean, I don't know. We're not professional athletes. We're not there. But like, what? Wouldn't they do? Some, wouldn't they do some real cutting? Like, good. try it out the field and, and see what oh, yeah. to use. You know? They're only on know. the field for two hours before the game. Why would yeah. they think to to check that out? Especially Kansas City, who had already played on that turf and complained about it. Yeah, right. And 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 th- their kicker got hurt. Right. Speaking of their fucking kicker, you cock, you oh. fucking cost me seventy five bucks in the first quarter. You fucking asshole. The forty two yard field goal. Learn how to kick. <laughs> that was the best doink. That was so loud. It was. No, it wasn't the best doink. <laughs> it was a seventy-five dollar doink. That's what that was. God Just damn keep it! Saying doink. <laughs> I was excited for having seven and zero for the first time in my life. Uh, uh, that's oh, a good, Tom, that's you a were good win your Super Bowl pool. What's that? That's too bad. You were going to get a win in your Super. I was in my box mm. pool. I was going to get a little win there. This guy can never complain about it about a, a this the big game box pool because he won three times in one year, right? Was it, was it? twice? It was twice. twice. It was halftime in third quarter. It was Denver Atlanta. He can never that, that complain. I, I won the halftime, and then Denver scored ten points in the third quarter, and uh, and I won I won the third quarter. It was like I, I think I won like five hundred bucks that, that game. So I do not feel bad for this guy at all. That was fun. I don't think there was any any commercials that actually I remember. My son was excited for the fucking prime drink commercial. Um, other than that, oh yeah, um, my kids, on, my kids also. Your kids obsessed with that fucking prime yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. No, because it's wasn't that the one where they had um Mr. Beast on? Was that for like no? Three that was a different second? one. A different one. They saw that and they were like, "Hey, Mr. Beast!" I'm like, "I don't care." Yeah, I don't know. So, I, they, they were all kind of meh, but the. Uh, the only the best one was actually that I think they've done it before, the one where it turns into looks like it's a menu and they're changing the channel. Did you guys Everybody see that? Everybody was pissed about that. That was what uh, who to um Tubi Tubi that's Tubi. right. So yeah, was, yeah. So Nick and Tom actually didn't see the best commercial of the of the big game because the best commercial of the big game only ran in the New York market and oh, it was the New York Mets commercial. What? The, the Mets New York Mets aired a commercial at the end of the first quarter. Wait, they do local mm-hmm. commercials in this. I'm not paying attention enough. They do local commercials and they sell some spots that are just that are regionalized. Yes. Oh. I thought that was the case because I saw a commercial and it was like some lawyer lawyers. I'm like, the fuck? And I, and I thought maybe it was a local slot. Yeah. But now you're confirming it for me. It had to be. There's no way. It was, I'm it was, not it was sure. Like yeah. I'm not sure how many. If there's a certain number per break, or if there's a certain number per out, yeah. throughout the game. But uh, the the I, I will the, maybe the marketing department will tweet out the uh, the Mets commercial so everybody can enjoy it. I, I actually saw it the day before, but I think like Evan Roberts or somebody like that uh, posted on Twitter the day prior to it it going on, and it was spectacular. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was all about ticket sales and stuff yeah. like that. So it was funny. It was good. Go Mets. Let's go. Mets go. Blech. Blech. Listen, because of the halftime um, show, which everybody said was good, I, I, I okay. <laughs> sure. It was, um, dude. I had heard was, like two of those songs before. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a performance. Yeah. It was, 
It was cool. It was I mean, good. I, I like that she rubbed her crotch and smelt it. I thought that was that was good. That was fun. <laughs> I thought when that happened, I was like, did she just do that? <laughs> that was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> oh man. It's like but, one of those things where you're like, hey, look around, you're like, did, did everybody just see that? Am I, did you was see that crazy? Was that just Janet Jackson's nipple? What? I go on Twitter. I go on Twitter and like everyone's like, did you see that? I'm like, what? It happened. So because oh. of the halftime show and, and the field condition in the second half, especially, you think they're gonna start doing away with these shows or no. find a way no. to do them no. elsewhere than right on the fucking field no. to destroy nope. the field? Or no. are they gonna just say, fuck it, we're going every field is going artificial turf? Do you know how much money Apple pays to sponsor the halftime show? Probably a lot of money. $50 million to sponsor the halftime show. Do you know how much she got paid to put on that performance last night? I heard nothing. Zero. They get zero dollars. Why? Really? They get a, they get a certain budget for the performance. And if, they're, if, if what they want to do goes over that, it comes out of their pocket. Wow. Because they make so much more now in in the streaming. Now her I'm sure her songs stream today off the charts. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with you for sure. So well, so the yeah. NFL is not going to turn down fifty million dollars of free money. Yeah. Each year it's for the all, next five years. It's all exposure, you're saying. So basically they're just getting hundred million people watching right. your thing. So they're like, it's free for you. Yeah. Um, how much <laughs> Did the NHL get for Fallout Boy at the All Star? <laughs> <laughs> I think Fallout Boy had to pay them to be there. To be honest, but you know, is that right? Well, I I know how much Billy loved them, so I I, I oh, tried to work them in last week, but I just couldn't. I think we should get a, a halftime show. I think we should do a, a live broadcast at the Super <laughs> next year. Oh, 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 Steve said it. Steve said it. He's believing himself. Oh, might be the first one ever. Oh, oh god! Super You're stupid. That was the best. This is uh, this is my favorite episode now. Oh, <laughs> so ridiculous! Oh my god! Well, listen, sucky reps. Uh, are just about part of the game, and and they're becoming a, a larger part of of the NHL season. In the beginning of the season, I didn't think that the the refs were weren't bad. Uh, or I didn't think the refs were bad. In fact, I thought they had a pretty decent start of the season, and I was kind of encouraged by this. And then we get during the course of the year, you know, you, what is goaltender interference, you know, offside. But is it me, or have you guys noticed an absurd amount of offsides that are let go during the course of the game? Is it is it hard mm. for the fucking linesmen to just sit and watch people and, and gain access to the zone. I mean, that's their primary fucking job. Is so to make sure that there's no offsides. Two their points linesmen. on that. There was two even a trivia question about the linesman. Two, two points on that. First, maybe they're told to let them go because then it can be challenged. Right? You can't go the other way. You can't call something that wasn't offsides, offsides, and then challenge it because play's already blown dead. Okay. Two. What I've noticed is these guys don't stand on the line anymore. No, they don't want to be in the way. They're calling offsides from like five feet behind the line. Huh. So maybe that's why they're missing it. Just that perspective is off. 
And maybe so, you remember the linesmen like they would like squat down. They would, yeah, down would get down right. low. Play right, right. But they're not. But they're also, and, and that led also, to a fucking in the in one of the Ranger games that led to a penalty that led to a goal. If if the offsides was called, the penalty wouldn't have happened. You, you know, you get you get the idea. But the it's it's just been really really bad. Yeah, and not to mention that you know there's the whole piece of the puck. If you're not controlling the puck, you can actually you know, get away with a little bit of like an offside and then get control of the puck. Like that, that whole rule is very hard to understand. Like in the moment of the play, like it's, it's, it's very much a subjective call. And like if, you know, if you're carrying the puck, you can back into the zone. <laughs> right. But if, if you don't touch the puck, it's, you have to have it's a control the puck. So I don't, even, I always fuck this up. So it's yeah. like when, you know, that this just happened in the Isles game yesterday or yesterday, I believe. Yeah. So same kind of deal or um, effectively, you know, it was a breakaway in overtime and the puck was, was the guy, the guy beat was just over. It looked, looked like he was just over the, the blue line right before the puck cleared or came over, but he wasn't in possession of the puck. And therefore he is on size with the puck. I don't know, the whole thing to me is it's, yeah. we gotta be clear with the rules. It's too, it's too much up to the, the, the referees to make these judgment calls in a split second where they're like Tom said, they're not on the blue line. You don't have, you know, especially in the moment, like a, a play like that happens, right. Where the, there's not, they're not sitting there the whole time. They're moving with the play. So there's no way they can make that call frequently in the right spot. So there's two, there's two calls that I'm going to, I'm going to bring out. Um, and, and look, they're, they're going to be horrible for radio. So I'm sorry ahead of time, everybody listening. Uh, one's coming from the, uh, the first one's coming from the Penguins uh, Kings game. And look, this is like halfway through the third period. This game is fucking over. Pittsburgh was just getting fucking beat down the sorry, Bill. Um, they were getting beat down the entire fucking game. And then at about at about the midway point in the game, this happens. Midway point of the third. Uh, yeah, midway point of the third period. Watch Crosby. There's Ricard Raquel, backside hit on Dursey. Joseph shooting off the pad of Copley, but now he got a penalty and one of the Penguins is down. That's it. That is Crosby. Uh, and this is uh, this is troubling here right now. So it took a cross check in front of the net and uh, seems a little bit shaken up here. We'll see if he can stay out for this power play. And he said, who? He's asking. He's taking a look now. Who gave him the shot? Crosby's coming over at him number now. Number 44 has two minutes for cross-checking. Crosby's right in the face of it. There he Crosby came right over on Anderson. Listen, you get checked in the back like that and, and checked into another player, you're going to get up and want to have words with that guy, right? Especially if there's five minutes, you know, there's 10 minutes left in the game. You're down five, nothing. You're going to go fucking say somebody. I don't think they play the Kings for the rest of the year. I think this, this is, uh, this is done for this year. So Crosby went over and fucking probably gave him a shot, a cross check to, to the, to the, to the chops. And he ended up getting a 10 minute penalty for this. And I didn't understand how that warranted a 10 minute misconduct penalty for going over there and cross-checking a guy who cross-checked you in the back in front of the in front of the crease and dumped you in, into another player that they, you could have injured one of your own teammates but i didn't i just don't understand 
how this was a misconduct penalty. And I think Crosby didn't understand it either because he kept asking the referee why the hell it was a misconduct penalty. Why was it a penalty at all? And then he got a game misconduct on top of that. So I don't know if this referee has got it out for Crosby. Uh, And I'm not a fucking Crosby defender by any stretch of the fucking imagination. But this was absurd. The only thing I see here is he's skating towards his bench and then comes across the, the rink. Yeah. So if you if you go back, okay. So well, I, I'm sure they're going to play on the replay like 1,700 times. I think that's the only reason I could see them calling him. See, he's skating towards his bench. Uh, is he though? Yeah, he's more like toward the faceoff circle. You're not going to be able to see it because no. in here is him going over where the penalty box is. But that's where the ref was going, and he wanted to talk to the ref. He wanted to talk to the player. Of course he did. But in his defense, he was going to talk to the ref and find out, you know, I don't know what the fuck he was going to find out. He didn't even call them misconduct at that point. Yeah, he didn't want to go talk to the ref. They called him a conduct right here. All right, so, uh, but but even still, I'd want to fucking get a shot in that fucking guy too. I I think there's a little context too. It's five nothing at this point. Yeah. I think think they probably try to say, you know what? We don't want any of this. They, boiling they over into a big they gave him a 10 minute head start that's what they did yeah, yeah they're like all right you know get the fuck out of here just you know we're, we're settling selling this now we don't give a shit who you are and you know that's it we're just gonna get this game over with it's five nothing you guys are fucking your toast i can't see other reason although any other reason to throw him out of the game or go through a did he get a misconduct too the king's guy why is he yeah, leaving the ice yeah he got a misconduct penalty too so but I have seen a thousand times worse in a fucking game and nobody got anything like punches thrown and nobody well, got I, any penalties at all. I, and I agree with you. I think, but that's, I think part of the, part of the reason why too, is because usually they let that stuff go right around the net, like right at the culmination of the play when the whistle's blown, people start. That's decking where he each gets other. the misconduct. Wait and a no, second. That's, no, that he just got, well, yeah, I thought you meant on the, on the screen. Sorry. And then um, another one was from the Ranger game on Monday uh, against Calgary. And we talked a, a little bit about this last week. But in, on this play, you know, Sammy Blay comes across and is going to hit Lucic, who has the puck or just gets rid of it and finishes his check. The refs stopped this play dead, and we're going to give Sammy Blay a five-minute major for that hit. A five-minute major for a shoulder-to-shoulder. And there's a point where the, the ref's microphone is open, and he goes, I don't like the hit. The referee saying, I don't like the hit to me, sounds like it's more of a judgment call as opposed to something else. 100%. 100%. I, I think maybe what he's trying to say is he doesn't like the, uh, the, the type of hit where you're coming across. That's fine. Then say it was a, it was a hit to the head, and it's a major penalty. Don't. Don't leave it open to interpretation to the player and say, I didn't like the fucking hit. And, you know, from the, from the opposite angle of this, if I ever get to it, um, you'll see that fucking, it was, it was shoulder to shoulder. 
like a lot of these hits in this game were just shoulder to shoulder hits. Again, a little bit of a, a split. It's a split second. It happens in a split second, though, right? Yeah. You see a guy's head snap back like that. You see him. You see him do that kind of spin fall to the ice. And yeah, you might think you saw something you didn't really see. He takes but a stand these, off the stick these, and lifts that arm too. On these plays, the linesmen can chime in, right, and let the refs know what's going on. What I think they, they can only go the one way. I think they can only upgrade. No, well, they downgraded this. Sammy Blade did not receive a penalty after review. But, but not because of the linesman, maybe because of the other ref? I think, no, I think because they, they video replayed it. Okay. I think, or something to that effect, which I didn't even know was, was possible. But in the, you know, we're having these, these, these problems with the strike zone in Major League Baseball. We're having problems with, you know, what is a catch in the NFL? Pass it, roughing the, roughing the passer. <laughs> all this shit. Um, and we, we've talked about, you know, is it time, especially for the linesman with the offsides? If they can, and Billy, I think you made this point. So I want to give you the credit for it. If they can do the, the beeping, the beeper, on the line with fucking tennis balls why can't we do something similar to that in hockey and i think that that's the only way that this is going to work i definitely didn't make the point about a tennis ball <laughs> i can't give myself credit for that because i've never thought of that in a million years but yeah they no, should you, be able to you, you, I, or was it steve was it you all right one of you fuckers <laughs> how about Maybe. how about you know we don't have gold judges anymore right there's, there's not a there's guy not a, that sits behind the fucking There's no goal guy that sits behind anymore. No. Really? I don't no. think so. Come on. Of course there is. I think if you look, some arenas don't even have the, the spot where they sit. Why yeah. not have the sure. linesman in a box right at the line? Just one guy? They don't have to be on the ice anymore. You let the referees drop all the pucks. You let the referees break up the fights. You leave the linesman in a box. That's two less people on the ice. And they got better perspective of, of making that offsides call. Yeah. So on, on that, on that box, they can actually be probably in the penalty box on that one side, right? No, I don't think the penalty boxes extend into to the blue line. Well then, okay. Those are prime seating areas then. And on the opposite shit. side, I don't care. It's the bench or it's just on the opposite side of the bench. I, I just don't think you can give up that real estate to do it's that. One I, seat. I like the idea. It's one seat. On each I side of the idea. ice. Yeah. Do you know how much that ticket's worth? Tickets a thousand dollars. Is it worth making getting the calls correct? No, it's not. Yeah. thousand dollars is way more important than getting the fucking calls correct. I don't I don't think any NHL team is gonna hurt, you know, losing eighty four thousand dollars in one season. Oh, they only got forty some home games anyway. <laughs> well, forty two home games, two seats per game. Check my math, eighty four thousand. I'll float. I'll float a different idea, because why not? So offsides is honestly, without doing something like that as drastic as that, it's always going to be the most, you know, impossible call to make right most of the time when it was really when it becomes very difficult. It's going to be something that's going to fuck up an entire Stanley Cup run for some team for sure. And what I would say was, why not just get away with the fucking line, get rid of it. Get rid of that. Get rid of the trapezoid because you don't need it anymore if you don't have a fucking, you know, two red lines. And there you go. 
Let people just fucking come in and out, and there's no more judgment call. You don't even need that that call anymore. And then if somebody wants to goal hang, hey, look, you're sacrificing a player on defense yeah. to goal hang. We, so listen, and you know what happens? You guys know what happens. It, we don't. We couldn't do it in roller hockey. If someone's goal hanging, they're getting the shit beaten out of them. Yeah, the goalie is gonna nail them with the fucking back of the legs. Let them do that shit. It's okay. It'll self-govern. Hockey has that ability to do it. Why not? I like I in. like leaving I like leaving the center line and leaving the goal line so you can still have icing. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah, just just to fucking enter the zone because it's fine. It's kind of cool in power play, you know, blah blah. We're keeping the puck in the zone. But honestly, you could take it out. See what happens to the game. It might open up even more and be less of the like make the game more, you know. Yeah. It'll, it'll, I mean, it'll leave, it'll leave more room for players to skate around. I think before you can get there, though, I think before you get there, though, you got to do blue line in red line out. I think before you get to taking out that blue line completely, I think you have to slowly, slowly bring it in. So I, I I don't disagree with you that that's not a terrible solution, but I think it's going to be blue line in red line out, red line out first before we see the blue line taken away. But regardless, as the season is progressing, the calls are getting worse and worse on the ice for the next couple of weeks. Just, just keep an eye on it and on how bad they are for and against your teams, because they're getting worse as the season is progressing. The devil's got a great call for them that resulted in a power play goal. There was a, a phantom hooking call on Dougie, Dougie uh, Hamilton that the guy's stick never left the ice. So I don't know how he possibly could have hooked anything. Um, (laughs) But we wound up scoring a power play goal on it, so I I, I don't see any problem with the refereeing this year. <laughs> of course you wouldn't. All right, let's uh, let's take a peek at the uh, Friends of Rivals, the Cup. Nick, take her away. Well, all right, I'm still in first. No shit. Good for you. Suck it, Billy. <laughs> oh, Billy's in dead last. <clears throat> all right. Am I? Oh yeah, you were hurting. So. I'm still in first, about 50 points up, which is probably not going to change the rest of the year. As we said, uh, in second place, we got Steve at 465 points. Wow, don't get Tom, too excited. Tom right behind him, 454. Bill coming in, caboose, 450 points. There, there's only two games. Bill's got two games in hand. Steve and Tom are even on games, so there's not really a change in there. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Really? Wait a minute. You're shit talking, Bill. Crap. He's closer to you and has two games in hand. I didn't look at it today. And you at it are two to days me. Ago. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh wait. Oh wait, Nick. I can't what read. What are you talking about? I can't read, guys. I'm no, sorry. you can't read. Nick. Get your fucking glasses. <laughs> God, <damn it. laughs> if I'm gonna base my arguments on your facts, you better get shit right, man. <laughs> All right. Here's what happened, listeners. <laughs> Nick needs the glasses because it says 226 and 236. And I, uh, in terms of Big the difference play, there, Nick, ten, it's 10 so he's got 10 games in hand on me. Yes. And you let me say, go fuck yourself to him like that. <laughs> hey, Steve, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck. Go fuck yourself in the Super Bowl. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, that's not good. That's a, right, that's Nick. a big game mistake right there, Nick. <laughs> looks like I'm, looks like I'm making an appointment pretty soon. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> All right. That's only well, that's 20 a, that's points, Nick. <laughs> Nick's preparing for um, his next career as a referee in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> a linesman. It's going real good, guys. It's going real oh good. Oh, my God. 
All right. Well, that's the, that's the update. Nothing really changed. Not much, much else there. Other than I need some new glasses and stone first. I'm going to need to make my plans temporary. to humiliate myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're doing really good at I'm one oh. for, we're two for two now. Yeah. Go on, Bill. Can't wait. You're up next. Can't wait what we're going to make them do. <laughs> Oof. Uh, all right. Let's take a ride in the Metro. Sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone, all preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. Uh, Billy, we got to start out with the Pens who are on the West Coast, and uh, that, that, that game was just real ugly against the Kings. It was, but you know, it, it's, it's, this is, this is not atypical anymore. So, I mean, it, it really from the Penguins, you get, you, it, the, the only thing that's been a constant this season is the inconsistency. You don't know what team you're going to get on any given night. They go to LA. They, they didn't play bad in the first period. Um, they, you know, they, they were pretty well in the game until late in the first period when, Hey, the referees, you know, did their thing. Uh, like we were talking about, um, you know, uh, Brian Rust gets his stick broken slashed out of his hands leads directly to the King's second goal of the day. And, and the Kings are off to the races, um, you know, and, and, and so Rust had some words with the referee after that. And, and, and I, and the referees, you know, we're not good. We're not good in that game. Uh, but you don't, I'm not, I can't blame, uh, I can't blame Casey DeSmith. I can't blame the referees on a six, nothing loss. It's, it's a lot of factors and a, and a lot of bad play. Um, DeSmith well, again, hold on. Don't you think that a, fucking eight o'clock start in la is really bad for an east coast team i that's i, I yes it's ridiculous especially if you if you don't say hey that the game's going to start at eight i don't know what the hell i didn't watch the ceremony i don't know why the hell it went so far over uh but but yeah they were they were celebrating dustin brown or whatever and and it went on and on and on and on and, and on, on and, and on and on and on and, and on. it started later than they thought but that's an excuse and this motherfucker got a statue yeah, I know. Dustin Brown got a fucking statue in LA. Yes, Why? He won two cups. I mean, that's, what that's he was the captain, but he he wasn't the fucking reason they won either of them. I guess everybody who won two cups is going to get a, a statue uh, around the arena there in LA. Go, wait, not? so you mean fucking Drew Doughty's going to get a fucking statue in LA? Drew I Doughty have did to. more for the team than Dustin Brown. Give him a statue before Brown, yeah. For sure. They're also going to have to give a statue to uh, Adrian Kempe, who uh, broke Gretzky's record in, uh, for all-time goals. Uh, you know, everybody was waiting for Ovechkin to break Gretzky's record, but in one night against Casey DeSmith, Kempe broke it. Uh, <laughs> he just started just destroying the Penguins in the second period and didn't stop. So he got the, he got goals number three through six 
uh, in that game. Um, so he abused he abused the Penguins good. So that four rough game there. He had four goals. Yeah. yeah, and his team so not a hat trick. Like a hat trick plus one. Not a hat trick. He had four goals. Hat trick plus one. Four goals and his team won. Um. So, uh, but you know, before the LA game, the, the Penguins were having an okay week. Um, they when they came back uh, from the break and played the Avalanche, they they actually won that one two to one. Um, Casey DeSmith was outstanding um, for all the shit that I give him and the shit that I'm going to continue to give him. He was outstanding in that game. Uh, then they went out to Anaheim. And uh, they started their West Coast road trip with a 6-3 win there. Um, pretty much they led wire to wire. They they made the Anaheim Ducks look like most teams make the Penguins look. It just made them look slow and, and lost. Uh, and uh, so they they piled it on there. Um, Anaheim did start closing the gap late in the third period uh, to, to make it just a little bit more nerve-wracking than it should have been, but it, it never got that that close, so... Um, and, and that's just really what, you know, what the, the Penguins without Tristan Jari, that that's really what you're getting. You, you, you know, you had the three games from DeSmith. He was incredible against the avalanche. He was so, so against the ducks, uh, good enough to win in a game that the Penguins actually, you know, dominated. And then he was God awful against the Kings as was everybody. I'm not saying only, only he was, but, um, you know, that the unnerving thing is we don't know what's going on with Jari, obviously, Heard today some mentions of a uh, um, a, a nagging like hip issue or, or something like that uh, that they called it, um, which didn't come from the team. It came from somebody covering the team, and and so he Jari's been in and out of the lineup. He's 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 had injuries in past years, sure, but but now he's starting to feel like you know uh, Matt Murray part two because um, he's just not getting back in. And uh, and and he's just not reliable. So the Penguins right now, you know, uh, if when Jari's playing, they're a team that's on pace for 116 points when Jari is in the net. Playoff playoff worthy, obviously. Yeah. When Jari's not in the net, they are a team that's on pace for 78 points. Not going to make not, the playoffs with that. Not, not it playoff is, worthy. It is clear as day. It's a big enough sample of games. We know it, it that this Penguins playoff run. If they're going to have one this year, Jari's got to get back. Jari's got to play. Jari's got to play at, at the high level. He's capable of playing. Uh, absolutely need him. And and he might be playing uh, tomorrow night against San Jose, but we don't know. So we'll see. Uh, he's day to day, but he might, but he might play tomorrow night. You'll get him back just in time for Saturday. That's what's going to happen. But uh, that that's just the, uh, that's just the ups and downs uh, that the Penguins have been dealing with. Um, they, they, in the standings, they still have, you know, a, a few games in hand on Washington, who they're chasing. They have a few games in hand on the Islanders, who are chasing them. But they got to have, they got to be able to win those games in hand or get some points in those games in hand. And and they really need Jari back to do that. So that's the that's what's going on in Peaberg and, and well, how how we got a couple of games upcoming with the Icelanders to uh, yeah yeah those are those are really really important games sandwiched uh, in between the Devils or sandwiched uh, sandwiching the Devil game. Um, Speaking of the Icelanders, Nick, um, it seems like they lost a couple of valuable points to, to a couple of teams they sh- probably should have beaten. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, they, they had a couple games earlier in the week. Uh, fuck the Flyers, beat them 2 fuck 1. The fuck the Flyers and the Eagles. Uh, fuck fuck Philly. <laughs> You're fucking crying, coach, when they fucking national anthem's playing. Stupid. Sorry. What's that uh, ridiculous? Yeah. Oh my god, that fucking crying little bitch. 
I couldn't believe he did that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. All right. Sorry, Nick. You're good. You're good. You're good. Two one win against the Flyers. They should be beating them. Um, shouldn't have any any problems with that team. And then uh, next game they played, it was uh, against Seattle at home. And Elias Sorokin has league leading five shutouts in the in the, in this year, um, tied with uh, it was uh, he's tied with Kemper for five of the year. However, he's had these games. He they, they beat Seattle for nothing. Horvath scores, you know, Parise, Volduke has his first goal. Everything's going well. Sam Belduke is the defenseman, uh, the rookie for defenseman for the Isles. Um, and then we, we go and play uh, Vancouver. Vancouver's coming to town. Horvath's playing against his former team. is back in town for the first time. They have a nice, um, you know, thing for Beauvillier. Obviously scored some big goals. He's out, I think he's got the most tied for the most uh, overtime goals in playoff history with the Isles. Like he's, I think he's tied with somebody else. He just really had a knack for big goals. Um, but anyway, uh, they, they, they shoot up to a four, two lead. They're looking great. And then just fell apart and basically lose that game. Six to five, but Villiers scores the game winner against us. Mm. I mean, it was just brutal to watch the, the rest of that game. And you know they came back with a. The, it was they were down six to four, scored a goal like with you know empty net, power play, and they had like a minute maybe to try and score a goal. You know and it didn't work out. But nevertheless, they're playing in front. They shouldn't have this problem. Anytime they had a lead last year or previous years of trots, they looked that was their thing. They needed to get the, the the lead. But man, the defense is a mess, and it was no different. It hasn't really been that different the last you know few weeks. But it was it was so personified in that game because we lost two we had two points in our hands just go away that was a regulation loss and then they lost on Saturday to Montreal in overtime um, they had the lead late and let up another goal late on deflection and basically I was I talked about it brief earlier but uh, Barzal coughs it up in overtime and uh, there was a breakaway. Uh, just barely on sides, one of those weird calls. I don't honestly, I don't care about that too much, to be honest, because I feel like it was so close that it doesn't matter. It's really on the player to like, you know, Barzal can't give up the puck in that position. They were on the power play in the overtime, and it was four and four at that point, and that was it. So the biggest thing is Styles have been um, just horrendous in their own zone. It's just been the opposite of what of Trotz has been like uh, in the last few months, and uh, basically today it was, was reported that uh, Lane was beating the shit out of the team in practice and they weren't just doing normal practice. They were, he was fucking screaming at them, calling dudes out for missing shit in practice. Like they legit doing drills wrong and make them do them over again. Make them do over. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they, it, and it was even, they were saying that they were going really hard in the boards, which, you know, in practice, they're not going that hard on the boards because they do that every game. So that's usually not something they're like really crushing each other. And apparently he was fucking livid. And honestly, he should be because his team is is not fucking they're just not there. It's it's I don't know what it is, if it's too much of a departure of, of the structure that Trotz had out there, because you figure it wouldn't have changed that much. And it's the same crew, same group. This is not is a very veteran group. And defensively, they've just looked like shit. Now, Dobson and 
um, uh, Romanov have both, you know, not regressed, but they have had a, they've had a bad year. They've just, I wouldn't call them regret, say regress. I think because they've got a lot of minutes and then there's just, I think they've all, you know, the whole defense by in itself, they're missing guys, little things that just, they normally don't do, but their play is good. It's just, they're missing those details that you normally don't, don't see from that team. This this team. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how they rebound against Ottawa tomorrow. Cause they've had, they had two days, they had yesterday, the Sunday off day and then, Big practice day today. Uh, it'll be interesting how much how much fight they got tomorrow at home. But they'll have two days off, and then Pittsburgh again, Boston away, and then back to Pit- Pittsburgh uh, out to Pittsburgh on the twentieth. So it's not an easy week. This is these are fourteen four games in a row that are 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 tough games. Um, I've been tough. Pittsburgh's playing for that spot, and they got to win both those games. Realistically. If they lose, they don't get a, they don't get four points out of this, the, those two games of Pittsburgh in regulation. I don't see how they're going to be able to make the playoffs because they're really fighting with them in Washington, um, and uh, and the Sabers for for that last spot. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, so we'll see how how it, how it works out. But uh, Sorokin, yeah, he's he's great one game, and then you know he was really shitty in the Vancouver game. It wasn't all on the defense. He had a really bad game. He had let up a couple early soft goals, and it didn't turn. To, it didn't look like it was going to end up being that bad. But you know, when they were up four two, but man, it's just it's crazy to see like you know when you have a goalie that like is leading the league in shutouts, also have turned around and let up six yeah, goals. You're like just laying like egg. it's like man, I don't know what it is, but they just collectively are not sharp, and I think that's been the problem because you see it some games and other games. It's not there. The scoring up, is up. Giving but, up that two-goal lead, that's a league-wide epidemic thing, though. That, that's happening all around the league. Yeah, but, I mean, they, coming they, off a shutout, you don't expect to see it. No, at the beginning of the year, you guys were, were the team coming back on teams when you were down two and three goals. You had a yeah. good stretch there where you were just coming back on were, teams. It was a third-period team. I, I, I talked about it a lot, and I couldn't – it was such a strange thing. Because they hadn't really been that team. They had been to get the lead early and sit on it. And now we're getting to this point where we're getting the lead and just shit in the bed. I don't even know how to describe it in either way. So they have to really, really quickly. And I mean, it had to be today. If yeah. they don't respond tomorrow, this season's really done because they're just not, there's not help coming. I don't care. You can't make a trade that's going to be that impactful at this point. You can Tomorrow's, make a trade. Well, no, you, you, you made did. it. You made it. That that's made it. the that trade should have been the one. And that, I agree. And that game against the Kraken, I, I thought this was this was a new Islander team. The the start of a the I, start of a listen, run. But I think I think Horvat is was the perfect thing for Barzal. Moves him to the wing and gives him a lot of free. He looks so much more comfortable out there, and he doesn't have to deal. And he you know he's still Barzal. He's still going to make mistakes. He he's going to cough the puck up, but he gets if he can just get enough of that offense. I mean, they still had to call a, people, John McEnroe. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But he, um, you know, they had a the first few games. They had like, it, they were, they were, I think they had like three or four goals combined and no goals against. It was something ridiculous. Mm. They were just, they were crushing it. And now, you know, not that they've been bad. It's just, it's, they're going to come back down to reality a little bit, but man, to have that first line legitimately, they need someone else up there. Uh, with them to make that really a, a, a top tier line, but um, 
The second lap allows Lee, um, Nelson, and Palmieri to really be a nice second line, yeah, especially Palmieri's healthy. He, he's been healthy. He's been back. He's been looking a lot better. He's had some nice goals. The, the more goals will come as he's got more time. But, man, they, they really need to get the defensive, you know, um, uh, lapses fixed because you can't let up breakaways. You can't let up odd man rushes leads. and yeah. all this shit that never happened to trots is like it's like really personified so i'm it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with lambert i'm not i'm not sold on him at all because i think it's the problem is this it's it's the hall of fame coach gets fired and then you're like this guy's gonna be this answer and it's like and you look back after a few months you're like why did we fire the hall of fame coach because <laughs> he's a hall of fame coach for a reason right because he didn't let this shit happen like he was like you know you didn't see the goals all the time, but as he said in, in some of his interviews, uh, was that, you know, he played to the strengths of the team. And so, mm-hmm. like, when he had – he was a co- he was coaching for, you know, Washington. Yeah, they were defensive, but, like, they scored a lot of goals. I mean, they had the best goal scorer in history in the other team, and they didn't shy away from the goals, you know. So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm not sure. It's, it's of, quite amazing that your team has played 56 games though so far this year. It's on and, and Pittsburgh and Buffalo 51, 52. Dude, man, I remember years where the Rangers were always number ones in, in games in games played. Like, way ahead, yeah. And, yeah. Way, and the Devils would be like have like six games. Six games, yeah. Jesus it was Christ. always, yeah. A lot, but the, the Islanders are, are are certainly running out of time for sure. But the Devils are finding out what life is like without Jack Hughes really weird like he played last monday against the canucks and he played well and then the next day it comes out that he's got you know he he took a maintenance day and then the day after that they came out and said no it's an upper body injury and it's week to week i mean that's my world quite that is such a penguins thing i bet tom fitzgerald must have brought brought that from pittsburgh (laughs) dude um no idea what it was no idea when it happened there's no there there's no information obviously um he was on the ice today at the end of practice what was it anything from the kachuk thing at the all-star game Did they, they say no that? they say no because he, they, they, he kind of can opened her him right Do they call it a can yeah anymore and yeah. the fact that he played Monday, though he played, you know, he played two days later. Scored two goals, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. In Vancouver. So, again, not much news on that. But again, he he was at practice today, towards the end of practice, when they were doing just their mess around thing. So, at least it's not bad enough that he can't get on the ice. No, and there's no need to rush him back, dude. Right. <laughs> um, wins uh, a win last week, last Thursday against the Kraken. Uh, two goals from Dougie Hamilton, uh, but the story of the game was Blackwood. He was outstanding. He really won this game. There were so many incredible saves that he made, you know, two-on-ones or, you know, pucks in the crease, cross-ice passes, you name it, and he was stopping it. So um, very impressive. impressed with the way he played last week. Um, only strengthens his trade value if they decide to go that way. And they followed that up on Saturday with a loss at the Minnesota Wild. They lost in a shootout. Uh, it broke a streak of 10 straight wins that Vanacek had. Two goals from Tatar, so it was nice to see him get off the schneid, but the rest of the team just looked sluggish. Um, 
There was an interesting pairing of Sharon Govich, Huwala, and Brat, which actually actually looked pretty good. So they're saying maybe when Jack comes back, he could slide right into that center position on that line. Uh, would be an interesting combination. That leaves Mercer with Heesher and Palat, which was another interesting combination to have uh, Mercer up on the top line. Um, we'll see what happens when Jack gets back. Um, nobody's sold right now on Kevin Ball. It's a possibility he might need some more seasoning. So maybe come trade deadline, they look to uh, deepen the depth core. This week, they've got uh, Columbus on Tuesday. They're at St. Louis on Thursday. Those are both winnable games. They've got to beat those two teams. If you're going to be a top team in the league, you've got to win the winnable games. And then two yep. challenging games, Saturday, Pittsburgh on the road, Winnipeg Sunday at home. So two games in just over 24 hours, one against a team who's fighting for the playoffs and another against a team who's a, a very big, a very strong team uh, that's really up there in the Western Conference. So it'll be interesting. This weekend is, is going to be a real statement weekend for them. Yeah, Corey Connors is over it. He's fine. It's just fine. <clears throat> Screw that guy. Jack. <laughs> Listen, conversely, the Rangers are fucking rolling. And um, I'm going to need a little time here. Because no, a lot Jesus. has happened this week. Paul, so, Paul, get ready, in, everybody. Get ready. Uh, listen, we all know what happened on Monday night. Somebody uh, get the pillow. We, we talked about it last week with the OT winner by Lafreniere. He had a pair of goals uh, in that game, and Nika on the power play is 15th of the season. We already talked about play. that game. Puts him within the top three of power play goals in the league this season. Uh, Wednesday against Vancouver, uh, Heal continued his hot scoring. With a first period goal, and you know, with every goal that Heedle scores, his next contract goes up by two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. I oh. think that's I think that's the ratio. That's interesting. That's a good deal. the The game, um, the game was back and forth until uh, uh, Mika put the Rangers up by two uh, with a goal late in the third period. Uh, they come away with a four-three win. It was just one of those games where nothing really memorable happened, and. It had the energy of an Eastern Conference team versus a Western Conference team in early February. Um, so then, uh, so then Thursday happened, and uh, the Rangers make a trade. Uh, they go out and get one of the big fish that was available, and they they get Vladimir Tarasenko along with Nico Mikola. Anytime you hear Mikola, I think of fucking the Ricola fucking Mikola. Exactly. Uh, to, um, to, to St. Louis went a conditional first. Uh, that would be either Dallas or the Rangers, depending upon which one is more shitty. And a conditional fourth, which is Jesus Christ, it's, it's a third. Why not just call it a third? Yeah. If the Rangers what is, the playoffs, what's the condition? Make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and as well, uh, uh, Sammy Blay and uh, Hunter Skinner. And Hunter Skinner is just a defenseman. Uh, and let, let's be honest, he was never ever going to make it to the NHL with the Rangers. So uh, best of luck to Hunter Skinner in St. Louis. Uh, but the Rangers still have about 1.6 million at the deadline to mess with uh, to where they can, they can get some, some depth in a, in a fourth line guy. Um, but they're going to need some depth now 
now that uh, Kratzhoff has requested a trade. So listen, who requested a trade versus, you know, he was uh, on the on the block is, uh, who cares? Um, but yeah, it's the Kratzhoff saga and I think it needs to end now. I think for, for both teams, it, it just needs to fucking end. Um, let Kratzhoff go to somewhere where he can start fresh and be the young upstart player that the, the Rangers thought he was going to be. Um, if you don't give Kratz off the opportunity to play, how are you going to know if he can stick? And the biggest thing about Gallant saying about Kratz off is that he wants him to score goals. Yeah, well, put a little more added fucking pressure on a kid who's been just trounced in the lineup for the past couple of years. Um, I, I don't envy Kratz off spot. Um, he, I thought, you know, playing, getting the opportunity to go in there and playing with Kreider and Trocek, I didn't really think that was the best line for him. However, he still got the opportunity to go in there, but I don't think he did anything wrong or that bad to warrant not playing again on Saturday night. I just don't fucking get it. Knowing that he's disgruntled, why not trade him instead of Sammy Blaze? I guess St. Louis wanted him back. But listen, Kratzoff next year, is going to be a very valuable winger to you because of all of the cap trouble that you are potentially going to be in. So I not going to be valuable. He's not going to be valuable to you. He's going to be on a different team. Well, yeah, now, well now, yeah. But uh, at the, at the time, Kratzoff didn't want, didn't, they didn't want to trade him and he didn't want to be traded. So this came out, I'm guessing because of the scratch on Saturday night against, against Carolina. But so if you include that number, into a trade, the Rangers now have about $2.4 million uh, to play with, and they're going to need probably a, another top line, a top nine winger to replace him in the lineup to promote more depth because I don't want to put fucking Jimmy Vesey back on one of the first two fucking lines. I like Jimmy Vesey. He's got great value, but he is a depth role-playing third, fourth line guy. He does not belong on, on one of your top two lines. I'm sorry. It's just He's got six points it. on the year. What do you mean? Jimmy Vesey? No, yeah. Kratzov's got six points on the season. How many games have you played? Even worse. What? What is? Why keep a guy that's not going to be in the lineup? Well, listen, I, I don't disagree with you. Him not scoring is is I don't know. It's you're putting too much pressure on the kid. Are they putting too much pressure on Lafreniere and and sitting him and benching him for the majority of the season? No, they're giving him the opportunity to play. I don't know. I, 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 I personally think Kratzoff has got a, um, a bad rap with this team. I don't even know as much as Gallant says he likes him. I don't think Gallant likes him at all um, because he's he, he, doesn't go he looks like games. 28 games, by the way. Six I'm, points. I'm surprised it's that much. Six I'm points, 28 games. Much. He's replaceable. Of course he's replaceable, but you need another top nine winger for sure. <clears throat> so Friday comes and we play the Kraken um, and, you know, you don't have to wait too long to find out what Tarasenko can do in this lineup. And he scores um, on a second shift of the game on a great feed from Panarin Rangers score three goals in the first period, uh, three different lines, Kako and Trocek, the other two uh, after the Rangers make a five, one early in the third period. Um, and they, they almost fucked around too much and found out that Seattle is one of the top teams in the West for a reason. Uh, but the Rangers do come away winning that game six three, and and man, there is there is such a buzz around the team right now. This is just the quintessential point of once you get that one player, 
everybody else down the line falls into the right spot. Yeah, I agree. Right. And I think it, I think it right. happened last year when they got Cop more than Vetrano. I think it was Andrew Cop because he was finally a right winger that can play with Panarin <sighs> and Strom. And I think they finally figured out. I, I hope Tarasenko is that guy who fits on that line wherever Brett is playing because on Saturday night they got a monster test. Uh, for this new Ranger team against the Carolina Hurricanes um, with the second half of a back-to-back. Now, this is Carolina's first game of the a- after the break. Oh, they wow. Had, okay. They had their break after the All-Star yeah. game. The Rangers had it before. So the Rangers uh, have a little bit more um, experience uh, playing the past couple of nights. But, you know, Carolina, I'm sure, was well-rested. And, boy, um, they look like it, especially in the first 10 minutes of that game. Um, but – the Rangers get a, another power play goal by Mika Zibanejad to take a one nothing lead. Um, and then Carolina responded with two in the second period, take a two, one lead. And that's when Gallant moved Panarin off the left-hand side of Zibanejad and Tro and um, Tarasenko and, um, and put him on with uh, Trocek and VZ of all people. And uh, Panarin scored four goals after that. Um, so as much as you, you, you want to, you know, bust Gerard Gallant's balls about, you know, shifting lines all fucking year and can't decide on one. Um, he made the right move in this game. Rangers end up winning this game 6-2. Um, and again, the fan base is just absolutely buzzing right now. Uh, and we can't wait until the next game, which is uh, unfortunately the Rangers on the West Coast um, doing the uh, Western Canada trip. So we're going to have to wait until late on Wednesday night to get another game. But listen, Rangers 2-0 and versus Carolina this year. Um, and having scored a combined 11 goals on them this year, Panarin has five goals for uh, against them uh, this year. And uh, speaking of Artemi Panarin, number one star of the week, honors with five goals and nine assists this week. And again, superstar. Uh, Rangers are 4-0 since the break. And get Great. this. 19-4-3 since December 5th. You don't say. I I do say. This week, like I said, we're in the uh, the Western Canada trip. We got Vancouver on Wednesday night. uh, And then a back-to-back in Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, Listen, all all tough games. After the game Saturday night in Calgary, the Rangers do not (laughs) leave the Eastern time zone. uh, Or they, they leave the Eastern time zone one more time when they play St. Louis on April 6th, it's a very favorable, favorable schedule for them to where they don't have to change, change time zones. And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong bell. All right. Uh, the question today, who was the first NHL commissioner? Gary Benton. Oh, he was a on the multiple choice. But that's incorrect. He's, the, he's actually the current commissioner. Paul Tagliabue. Paul Tagley Ooh. Blue was NFL. No, swinging a miss. David Stern. It... That's NBA. Uh, no. Was it Barry Getman? Ba- Who? His no. Jewish brother. <laughs> George Costanza. Was it uh, Kennesaw Mountain? Uh, we would like a complete name. Kennesaw Please? Mountain Kennesaw Landis. Mountain. Sorry. Uh, that's incorrect. Adam Graves. <laughs> Nobody Wait, said Adam Graves you. yet. I didn't hear you. What? <laughs> it's uh, Stu Barnes. Not Stu Barnes. Emil Francis. Uh, no. Fred Campbell. 
No. Soupy Campbell. Connie Wales. They're all soupies. Every Campbell's a soupy. Kanye West. Connie Chung. Kanye West. Fred that, Stanley. That'd be crazy. Uh, no. Wow, the names are coming fast, but uh, I don't believe I've... I hope I haven't Vin missed Diesel. it, but... Yeah. Did no. you say Vin Diesel? <laughs> Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious 44 coming out this summer. Is it George Glass? Negative. Mr. Glass? One of, the, one of the many people in Niagara Falls area. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Nope. Wow, I think we need multiple choice on this one. This yeah. is, I got no All right. One. Well, we knew that A was Gary Bettman. So now B, Frank Calder. C, Mike Barnett. Or D, Wayne Gretzky. D, oh, Wayne Gretzky. It's always Wayne now, Gretzky. Duh. I can't even believe you went for that. He, he's never been commissioner. He was the all-time leading scorer. He's got all these records. He's How about uh, I'm going to go Sam office. Calder. Oh, no, it was, it was Fred wasn't... Savage. Fred Set no Fred Savage. Uh, he died in a movie. Which movie was that? Drop Dead Fred. Oh, uh, that's that a good movie. One. It was the other one. That wasn't Drop Dead Fred. It was the other with the one on Howie Mandel. What was that one? Oh, oh, oh! Uh, Little Monsters. Yeah. Little Little Monsters. Yeah, underneath the bed. <clears throat> uh, so we know we had. So Calder. again, the the, the yes, there we go. Yeah, the, I'm going to accept guy. that. Frank Thanks. Calder, B. Frank, yes. Frank Calder. What did he call him? <laughs> and now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Rival podcast. Here for the fast two minutes of this Toy 45 show. It's the Toy Question Power Play. The rules are simple. The group has two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any favorite person. Associated with one of the four friends and rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess if they've 20 questions before the power play has expired. If the group is successful, they win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Player play for the New York Rangers. Yes. Is this person also associated with one of the other three teams we followed? Yes. Is this player a player for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yes. Is this player also, did he, this person also play for the Devils? Yes. Did this person play in the 90s? Yes. Did this person also play in the 2000s? Yes. Is this a forward? Yes. Is this player Canadian? Yes. Is this player an all-star? No. Did Scott Gomez? No. Did he play for Pittsburgh? Um, eh, eh. Tom, was it Rangers? Did you was your first thing Rangers yeah, or it, Islanders? It Rangers. So it's a, so it's a Ranger Devil Penguin. Ranger well, Devil Penguin, nineties to two thousand forward Canadian. Did we ask if he played for the Islanders too. Yes. 
Oh, he played for all four. He played for all four. Fuck, I was going to research this team this week, and I didn't. Uh. It wasn't Marty Straka, was it? No. That's a good guess, but no. Mike Ruff didn't Korea. play in the 90s. John McLean. Kevin Stevens? Nope. I think it was a forward, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a forward. I, I, mm. <clears throat> All right, boys. We need a big boomer from the blue line, boys. Oh. He's probably some fucking fourth line player. See, I'm Googling obscure Islander <laughs> Penguin Devil Ranger. Um, yeah, I'm going to... There's so many fucking players that went in and out of the fucking lineup for the Rangers around that time. Uh, Canadian thing is what's throwing me. Do you know what American that, that fits the spill? Or, or anything else for that matter? Yeah. Well, Nemchinov, no. Nemchinov never played for Pittsburgh. You know? Yeah, he played for Pittsburgh. There's not a lot of guys that play for all four. No, there, there certainly is not. Especially on a forward. This is one of my favorite ones. Miko Makala. I got nothing. Ooh. Ricola. <laughs> hey, guess Tom. <laughs> um, um <clears throat> Darley Zalapsky. Uh, Ziggy Palfy. Yeah. Yes. Answer is Aaron Asham. <laughs> Played for all four teams, including a fifth team of the Flyers. Flyers. He actually played for all five. Started his career in Montreal, was traded to the Islanders. Or he signed with the Islanders, sorry. Signed with the Islanders in 2002-2003. Played four seasons with the Islanders. Went to the Devils for one season. Played for Philly for two seasons. Played for, for with Pittsburgh for a season. Then played – two seasons, sorry. And then played – Barely two seasons with the Rangers. Played very wow. few games. I liked him. He was drafted I liked him too. in he plays he started in 98-99. He was drafted third round, 96th initial entry draft. So he barely got into the 90s, but he really played uh, a pretty long wow. career, to be honest. Like yeah, I never played. remembered him. I, did, I never remembered him on the Devils or the, or the yeah, I, now that you mentioned it, I remember him on the Devils. <clears throat> yeah. He played. He played a hair under 800 games. Played 789. He, I mean, he only had like 200 points, but yeah. But you know, he was a third, fourth line guy. That, that, that was era his role. when that guy, when that that kind of player would last. Yeah, Chris Simonder. Knocked out Jay Beagle. Fucker. Yeah, he played a long time. Uh, years well late. done, Nick. Well done. What is our? What What are we at right now? Eight What's for thirteen. Oh, we're, we're dipping. Percentages. We gotta. We gotta practice. We're dipping a little. We gotta yeah. practice. 
we need right, a coach. Go. We need a coach to really lay into us during practice. We're gonna hire. Let's hire somebody for two weeks before he takes another job to yeah. come in and teach us all about the fucking penalty kill. Obscure trick. <clears throat> all right, let's go to uh, the state and Steve stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Well, Uh, this is going to bring us to the year of our Lord 2016. Please go to October 12th of 2016. I don't like laughter. October 12th. It's familiar. <laughs> was a Wednesday. Wednesday. I simply have candy written for breakfast. What the hell? Candy? I don't know what, what arbitrary this? candy that is. You were too ashamed not, to actually write it. It's down. obviously not Halloween candy as this was before Halloween that year. Uh bacon double cheeseburger and small fries with a small Coke Zero for lunch. That's probably Wendy's. Um, pasta and chicken sausage uh, with roasted red peppers and a nice Alfredo sauce for dinner and a can of Coke Zero uh, to go along with that. Why did you pick Wednesday, October 12th, 2016? I think I need to take a shit after listening to that, actually, but go ahead. <laughs> well, listen, this came to us from the WTF newsroom. And this poor fucker, this is 41-year-old Martin Klein. He was arrested after experience uh, after he experienced shoplifting gone wrong in Las Vegas. Mr. Klein and his partner, Jerry Weiss, had stolen several grocery items from where? Walmart. Of course it's Walmart. Duh. Always Walmart. Uh, reportedly, Martin and Jerry went shopping at approximately 11 a.m. and headed toward the breakfast food aisle because, because who doesn't love shopping for breakfast? Both guys had taken several cans of the Pillsbury cinnamon rolls from the aisle and headed toward the bathroom. According to security cameras, Martin and his partner entered the restroom and hung out for nearly 20 minutes. Before exiting, uh, I had went to the bathroom to wash my hands when I heard a man in one of the stalls moaning. I had no idea what was happening. I washed my hands and went back uh, to my station in the deli department, said Jonathan Peterson, an employee of the Walmart. Soon after, Martin was approached by Walmart security after they noticed the two men entered the restroom. Martin told his partner to find his mother in front of the store. The security then proceeded to ask him to show him the items that he had taken to the restroom. Martin denied the allegations. Long story short, the fucking Pillsbury can popped in his ass. Popped in his ass. 
and there was they said there was um there was fluid leaking from his backside oh, you bet Yeesh. <laughs> uh both men were being held at three thousand dollars bond uh word to the wise uh shop smart and don't shoplift time's a creep time is a weirdo where does he come up with this shit it's so disgusting can you imagine taking one of those fucking pillsbury cans and having them fucking and explode in your ass i get scared when i when i pop them when they're in the refrigerator (laughs) <laughs> oh that's oh that's brutal i don't like that story <laughs> i don't like any of tom's stories uh, yeah. excuse me excuse me <laughs> this was not my story this was fat boy story hey oh sorry bill <laughs> i'm right here fucking starving we got any pillsbury christmas <laughs> listen pillsbury god Central. damn it that was gonna be my that was gonna be my <laughs> I wanted to go out. I was going to ask if we had any rolls. ass rolls. Listen, the official cinnamon roll of the Friends and Rivals podcast. But but from the container, not from the guy's ass, right? Hey, you don't know. Listen, once they're baked, how are you going to know? Oh, Put that frigging glaze on there. Ooh, a little special glaze. Oh yeah. You will, you'll never they're brown anyway. You're not, you're not gonna know what where one ends, the other one begins. Exactly. You're fucking delicious. Fucking delicious. This French toast has powdered sugar on it. I wanted mine without powdered sugar. <laughs> I oh, don't worry, buddy. I'll take care of that right now. <laughs> I love that guy. When we were when we were in Jersey for Christmas, we ate it, we went to eat uh breakfast at a diner. I took Ryan there. And I, I always meet my my niece for for uh, for breakfast. That's our, our like tradition. Ryan gets one of those giant Belgian waffles. Didn't have ice cream on it, believe it or no, not. No, then it's not a Belgian um, waffle. We all know that. <laughs> but it had powdered sugar on it, and he didn't want the powdered sugar. I said, "You sure you want to send that back? Are you sure you want to?" You got to show back? him that scene now. Just just oh, this is what happened to your Belgian waffle. We didn't have the heart to tell you. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. It'll, it'll See if he wide. retroactively vomits just that Belgian <laughs> waffle. <up. laughs> oh God! Did fucking Chikrin get traded yet? What the fuck oh. is going on with that shit? They're not. Uh, they're asking too much. They're just gonna end up trading for like Kratzoff or some bullshit. No, no, not. we can't. Well, four point five. No, we. Can't. And they're gonna eat. They're gonna eat. They're gonna eat a lot of it. But no, but they're four point five. They don't have to eat shit. It's San yeah. it's San Jose who's got to eat a lot of Carlson's contract if they want to get rid of him. Yeah, they're talking. To, no, yeah. Arizona is talking about eating some of Chickren's contract to trade him. Yeah, they want two first and a and a, and a prospect for him. They ain't getting that. There's no, no way. Kidding. No, they'll trade it. They'll trade him to somebody, and it'll be for much less because that's they already these these already on the on the bench. They're they're. You know, no, they not, said they said they're yet. not going to play him. Yeah, no, no they'll, that. they'll trade him. That's, that's so stupid. I mean, they, I, you they, can't force him. Dude, what do you him? think? Who do you but think? They Florida? backed him into Toronto. They backed him to corner, not Florida. Not Florida. No. no. Why not? No. I still think it's the, either the. I all right. Listen, it. I don't think Edmonton. 
can possibly <sighs> trade for Carlson, even if they brought in four teams to eat the majority of that contract. So I think the cheaper route for them to go is the Chikrin route. So I think Chikrin might ultimately end up with Edmonton and not necessarily LA. LA. Because I know Edmonton needs a defenseman pretty bad. And really, Edmonton makes sense. Oh my God. It, that's worse than Kratzoff. But at least that guy's played every game. Yeah. And he still sucks. Yeah. I mean, like Edmonton could trade, like, they got their first and seconds for this year, next year. They could, they could do something dumb, you know. Well, look, would it what would would it be so fucking dumb to trade your two first round picks for a guy who's going to be on the on the blue line with and you have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidel up front? It would it be so no. dumb? And they went to what well, to, to the Western Conference out. final last year. The West you're not going to draft a player like that where you're drafting. No, and plus to have Chickren for this year and next year right. at a budget price. I don't even understand why they're contemplating trying to get fucking Carlson. Just pull the trigger. Well, give fucking McDavid the ammunition for him to fucking flourish. I mean, well, but do it after the Rangers Carlson. play you on on Friday. Do it after the Rangers play you on Friday. Chicken's gonna have look. He's a UFA at the end of his deal. He's not an RFA. So, okay, so what? Well, you might trade two first for two you know, two years and you can runs. you can you can still give him the eight that other teams can't give him too though i agree i agree he could definitely he, he they would definitely have the best opportunity to resign him but i mean yeah but when he's lot can happen friend, years. The, the cap goes up quite substantially doesn't it i don't think it's a problem with the money nobody knows it's, who knows well, okay right who knows right? but it's supposed to go up yeah. On a more substantial level than what we have saw in the past couple months. Yeah. At the, so after- I don't. That's not the problem. Again, it's it's just trying to figure out how you're gonna deal with um, you know, you have to resign him. You get the extra year, but that's not the problem. It's will he gel? Will you like it there? He may not want to fucking play in Edmonton. Who knows? So yeah, are you Connor McDavid? Are you team <laughs> trade the player now, or are you team? Wait until the deadline to see if you can get a better deal. So they, we're like gonna, we're two gonna, weeks out. Yeah. We're two two and a half weeks out. I, so you got five six games I for that love, player to get injured. I love no. I love what the Islanders did, and I love what the Rangers did. They didn't fucking yeah. wait. They make the move now. Yeah, I'm team. Yeah. I'm team. Make the move now. No yeah. doubt. And look, Tarasenko is not going to be a 50 goal scorer. He's the guy that's going to balance your lineup better. And that's he's just exactly got to stay good. healthy. He's just got to oh, stay healthy. Don't we all? We're all day to day, Steve. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sick right now, and I, I don't think it is going to impact the Devils game tomorrow night. Uh, probably not. I, I would say probably not. And they're playing Johnny Hockey, so who knows? Oh, God. They love him. Johnny love Hockey deactivated his Twitter. <laughs> Because he was what? taking so much shit, apparently. For what? <laughs> For being a cross teach. jersey man is just fucking pork roll eating motherfuckers just going after you all day long. Yep. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Wait, was he an Eagles fan? Was that why they're going? Yep. After you? Uh poor little guy. He said something. He said something about a soft call or something. Oh. And somebody said, "Yeah, you should know a lot about soft play being over there in Columbus." Ooh. <laughs> but i listen you give two first rounders for chicken to go to edmonton and they win the cup in one of the two years it's worth it 
It's well oh, yeah, it's worth it. Especially for Edmonton. Especially for Edmonton. I don't know. I think it also plays into the fact that like teams that I mean playoff playoff down teams don't probably have as much of a problem with this, but like the, this year's draft is supposed to be very deep. Oh, so, it's I mean, supposed to be deep, may, yeah. People team may teams may not want to trade it for that. Too. They may be like, it's worth too much. And that might be the kind of the concession is that Arizona only has one first rounder this year. In all the picks they've they've acquired, they've mostly been second round picks. That's unbelievable. Like for next year, and then and then 2025, they have four second round picks. Um, but this year coming up, they only have they only have an extra third. They don't have anything else in this draft, so they're they're definitely targeting, probably trying to get something this year. But you're not obviously you're not going to top ten. But pick. in the deepest draft in NHL history, what yeah. percentage of that deepest draft? ended up being substantial players in the NHL. It's still a like fucking low number. What at most 20% of that deep draft actually went on to do something in the NHL. I wonder if there is a stat out there who has that. I'm sure you're talking the this. entire draft or you're talking no 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 the first round right the first, okay first round if, if it was yeah, the entire round. draft really I think high. that number's low way low yeah yeah way low way, way lower low. but if it's the first round 20% no, I think of a of a deep draft, a deep what, what draft. You're that? talking half. What what was the deep draft that we we redrafted? It was yeah. it was, was well, that? That, was a, that was a deep draft. Hold 2003, on. 2003 was really deep. I mean, you got shit ton of guys that are all stars in that draft. 2003 and NHL it, draft. I'm going to read you from from the first pick on. Okay, great. Flurry, yeah, yeah. Stall. Yep. Nathan Horton. Nikolai Zherdev, <laughs> Tomas Vanek, Milan Mikaluk, Milicek. Ryan, Ryan Sutter, Braden Coburn, Dion Phaneuf, Andre Kuznetsin, Jeff Carter, Eichen. Hugh Jessamine, <laughs> Statue Boy, Brent Seabrook, Robert Nielsen, Steve Bernier, Zach Parisi, Eric Fear. Ryan Getzloff, Brent Burns, Mark Stewart, Mark Anton Poulet, Ryan Kessler, Mike Richards, Anthony Stewart, Brian Boyle, Jeff Tambellini, Corey Perry, Patrick Eves, and Sean Bell. That was 80%. And, and that's besides the fact that Louis Erickson, Patrice Bergeron, Bacchus, Jimmy Howard, but like uh, Shea Weber, yeah. So Erickson, Bergeron, and Weber yeah. were in the second round. Second round, right. Yeah. Everything else doesn't matter, but those guys, those guys are pretty important. You, but where Edmonton is probably going to pick after they trade for Chikrin, second to. No. Oh, no, no. Maybe the last yeah, yeah. Corey not- Perry, Brian Boyle. Those are some pretty good names. Ryan Kessler, yeah. Mike Richards. But I'll, I'll give you Corey Petter is better than fucking Chikrin. I'll, I'll give you that. But the other guys, I don't know. I'll take Chickering over that. But how many? But but. But would you take him over Hugh Jessamine? I would take you over Hugh Jessamine. But he was a huge specimen, Hugh Jessamine. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Ugh. God in heaven. All right, we all make mistakes. Oh man, that, that was he was a good draft too. Tom. Tom, it wasn't. It it's absolutely not your wasn't. No, Tom, it's not your fault. All right. I don't know. 
It's not no, times, buddy. Buddy, how many it's not times your fault. has the 2003 draft happened though? I, I, okay, once I get it. 2015 well, was the other big one. Well, who was? Give me the last four. Give me the last five guys selected in that draft. In the first round. Yeah, in the first round. 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last five guys. Last you, five guys yeah. in the first round. Figuring that that's right. a round where that's, Edmonton is going to pick. That's that's his thinking. Okay. Uh, Noah Juleson, Jacob Larson, Anthony Bavillier, Gabriel Carlson, Nick Merkley. No. I know one of those guys. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking Chikrin. Look, minimum, I, a minimum two years of Chikrin. Yeah, a minimum well, two years. Well, a year and a listen, half. You're Edmonton, yeah. you, you or, make or, now, or a year and flip him next year. Yeah, if you know that you're not going to resign him and he's not really working out, shit, trade for him now, let him play for two, two and a half weeks, and then fucking flip him at the deadline this year. But it's, I, th- I, think, okay. I think for a team like the Oilers, worth the investment. Wrap it up. Steve wants to go to bed. And I got to edit this shit tomorrow, and it's an hour and a half. <laughs> We're not, you're not keeping all this in there at the end here. Oh, every bit of it. Especially the part where we talked about the Super Bowl at the end. All right. Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends and rivals. <laughs> don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will read them on air if you want us to. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, friends and rivals podcasts. Turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode. Billy, say something, Woody. Well, it's my last podcast with you guys because uh, I just learned that I've been traded to the Nets. Your new co-host is going to be Ben Simmons. Uh, now you can sing us out. All my friends and rivals, fly as fuck, fly as fuck.